From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, top diplomats of Seoul, Tokyo, and Washington reaffirm their commitment to the denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula. The People Power Party floor leader accuses the majority-holding Democratic Party of eroding bipartisanship and attacks the DP chief. And a court rules in favor of two Russian men seeking to apply for refugee status who have been living at Incheon International Airport. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. South Korea, the United States, and Japan have reaffirmed their commitment to the denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula and agreed to enhance trilateral cooperation to counter North Korea's nuclear and missile threats. South Korea's first vice foreign minister, Cho Hyun-dong, U.S. Deputy Secretary of State, Wendy Sherman, and Japanese vice foreign minister, Takeo Mori, issued the position in a joint press conference on Monday after their three-way talks in Washington. As our Kim Bum-soo reports, the three sides will stand united against China as well. Throughout our meetings, our three governments... Seoul, Washington and Tokyo say their trilateral ties are getting stronger in the face of growing nuclear threats from North Korea. Following the first trilateral dialogue of the year in Washington on Monday, Seoul's Vice Foreign Minister Cho Yeon-dung told reporters that peace without the North denuclearization is fake. We will strengthen robust ROK-US combined defense posture and at the same time enhance our trilateral security cooperation with U.S. and Japan. U.S. Deputy Secretary of State Wendy Sherman suggested Washington will continue to exert sanctions pressure on the North. Standing united, our nations will deter the DPRK and urge it to give up its nuclear weapons program and abide by its obligations under U.N. Security Council resolutions. Seoul, Washington and Tokyo also agreed to stand together in dealing with China. Amid strained Sino-U.S. relations over Chinese spy balloons, Sherman stressed that Washington remains aligned with Seoul and Tokyo to push back on China's behavior, which she said challenges the rules-based regional and international order. We will continue to counter the PRC's destabilizing activities in the South and East China Seas. We will keep working for maintaining peace and stability in the Taiwan Strait. However, the deputy secretary left the door open to collaboration with China, specifying climate change, global health and non-proliferation as potential areas of partnership. Kim Bum-soo, KBS World Radio News. The vice foreign ministers of South Korea and Japan held two-and-a-half-hour marathon talks to discuss ways to resolve the issue of compensation for Korean victims of Japan's wartime forced labor. First Vice Foreign Minister Cho Hyun-dong and his Japanese counterpart Takeo Mori met on Monday in Washington, where both were attending a trilateral meeting with U.S. Deputy Secretary of State Wendy Sherman. While the two sides reportedly focused on Seoul's proposal for a Korean public foundation to pay the compensation and a sincere response from Tokyo, Cho said after the meeting that they continue to seek common ground. Declining to elaborate further, the vice minister said that the matter could be further discussed between the two countries' foreign ministers on the sidelines of the Munich Security Conference later this week. The floor leader of the ruling People Power Party said parliamentary democracy has begun to rapidly collapse since the main opposition Democratic Party secured an overwhelming majority in the last general election. 
In his address to the National Assembly on Tuesday, PPP floor leader Zhu Ho-young accused the DP of stripping away parliamentary democracy by incapacitating bipartisanship. The floor leader referred to the DP's arrangement of a fake defection of one of its lawmakers last year to railroad a bill aimed at stripping the prosecution of its investigative power through a committee. Zhu then reproached DP Chief E.J. Myung, currently under investigation by the prosecution on various corruption charges, for accusing the state agency of attempting political oppression with its probes and harming the Assembly's dignity. Prosecutors investigating corruption allegations linking main opposition Democratic Party leader E. J. Myung to property development projects are expected to soon decide whether they will request a warrant to arrest him. An official of the probe team at the Seoul Central District Prosecutor's Office said on Tuesday, there is likely no need for an additional summons considering the progress made so far and E.'s attitude shown during the previous rounds of questioning. The official said the team will comprehensively review its findings, then decide how the investigation should be carried out, including whether they should seek an arrest warrant. The opposition leader has been grilled over claims of corruption with his involvement in development projects in Daejeongdong and Wirei in Songnam, Gyeonggi province, that began during his term as the city's mayor. Prosecutors are seeking an arrest warrant for Kim Manbei for hiding criminally acquired profit and destroying evidence in the case of the Daejeongdong land development scandal. The Seoul Central District Prosecutor's Office on Tuesday filed for the court-issued warrant for the biggest shareholder of the asset management company Hua Chun Deyu at the center of the scandal. Kim is accused of hiding checks worth a total of some 34 billion won, or nearly 27 million U.S. dollars in profits in connection to the Daejeongdong development project inside a studio apartment leased under a false name, as well as in a rented safe deposit box between October 2021 and November 2022. Last December, Kim allegedly asked an acquaintance surnamed Pak to conceal a check valued at 14.2 billion won ahead of an expected preservation of assets for forfeiture by the court. Kim was previously arrested in 2021 and released about a year later on charges of breach of duty regarding the development project. The death toll from the 7.8 magnitude earthquake in southeastern Turkey and Syria has reportedly topped 37,000. According to the Turkish Disaster and Emergency Management Authority on Monday, 31,643 people have died following last Monday's strong quake and aftershocks. With at least 5,700 deaths in Syria, the combined death toll in the two nations has reportedly exceeded 37,000. This is larger than the toll of 31,000 recorded in the 2003 earthquake in Iran, making the latest quake the world's sixth deadliest natural disaster of the 21st century. The National Assembly has adopted a resolution that honors the victims of a massive earthquake in Turkey and Syria and calls for Seoul's prompt assistance in the ongoing recovery and humanitarian efforts. The resolution, which expressed condolences to the citizens of the two countries, was supported by 228 out of 229 lawmakers in attendance at Tuesday's plenary session, with one lawmaker abstaining. The rival political parties also approved a motion for assembly members to donate around 3% of their salaries this month to support the quake victims, coming to 207,000 won per lawmaker. A South Korean court has ruled in favor of two Russian men whose applications for refugee status were originally denied. They are among five Russian men who have been stranded in Incheon International Airport for months after fleeing their country to avoid being drafted to fight in Ukraine. Arbejiyun has more. 
The ancient district court ruled in favor of two of three Russian men seeking refugee status in suits filed against the Korea Immigration Service under the Justice Ministry on Tuesday. Together with South Korean human rights groups, the Russian men filed the suits last October after the Immigration Service deemed their applications for refugee status ineligible for evaluation on the basis that refusal of conscription was not a reason for refugee recognition. The three men are part of a group of five young Russians that have been left stranded at Incheon International Airport for around four months. South Korean rights groups had called on the government to accept the men as refugees, referring to them as political refugees who face persecution. The plaintiffs hailed the court's decision on Tuesday while unveiling plans to appeal the ruling for the compatriot whose suit was dismissed without explanation by the court. The two Russian men who won the suit are expected to leave the airport this week and make preparations to acquire refugee status. Administrative suits are ongoing for the other two Russian men. Peugeot and KBS World Radio News. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index rose 12.94 points, or 0.53% on Tuesday, to close the day at 2,465.64. That's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy.